So hello, this is Ordinary People, Extraordinary God, Conversations for the Soul with Janelle LaRue and Friends. And today is February 25th, 2019. This is my second installment of this podcast. So essentially it's chapter two. And if you've been listening or you listened to the last one, you understand that I kind of just set up the entire podcast by telling my story. Um, But for those of you that don't know, this is a podcast that really deals with talking to ordinary people and finding out their experiences with our extraordinary God. And it comes from a lot of different faith walks. So I'm excited today to be able to speak with a really good friend of mine, Tasha. And Tasha is a community activist and educator. And again, I'm biased because she's a really good friend of mine. Um, But Tasha is also a part of the Yoruba tradition, which is just awesome. And um, I wanted to spend some time with her just getting a sense of, again, the main questions are, you know, when was God real to you? Um, When did you know he was real? And um, how did you develop that relationship? And, you know, just what it looks like, just giving us a sense of that journey. So, Tasha, can you tell us a little bit about the Yoruba tradition? And then we'll talk a little bit about your spiritual journey. Okay, well, thank you, Janelle. Thank you so much for having me. You know, it is always an honor and a privilege um, whenever your protégés <laughs> ask you to do things with them, to do things uh, for them, because that just lets you know that the teacher is doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um it is not a job. It is an assignment. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to be on assignment Amen. this evening, you know? <laughs> Ew. All right. <laughs> like Cardi B said. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, you know, let me just say this. God has always been um, real in my life ever since a youngster. Uh, I've always known there was something higher more powerful, more beautiful, more loving, um, that was working with me and working through me um, and and just kind of letting me know some things and exposing me to some things. Sometimes I was like, ooh, and sometimes I was like, wow. And, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, was, I never felt fearful. I never felt fearful. I never mm-hmm. felt scared. I just always felt like it was just my time to know. Hmm, okay. So, um, you know, of course God, you know, uh, reveals itself to you when you're ready. Mm-hmm. So, getting, you know, of course when you go to college, you know, North Carolina A&T State University, I'm an Aggie <laughs> first and foremost, Aggie born, Aggie bred, when I die I'll be Aggie dead. So, now that I said that, you know... A and T was where I was born again. Mm. I was in the womb of the Aggies, and I learned so so much. And I I met up with a with a teacher who has PhD in agricultural economics, and um, not only did he have his PhD in agricultural economics, 
but he was also a person who was a vendor and he sold books, you know, at the various events. So that was when, you know, selling t-shirts and people were vending was, you know, was really coming to the, you know, coming out and coming to fruition. And he was like, you know what, young lady, you have such an awesome personality. I have so many different events. I have so many different gigs. I can't do it all myself. I need different people. And if I had someone like you, I could set up with you. I'll give you money. And then you can go ahead and sell the books and sell the, the T-shirts and whatever it is we were selling. So I'm like, I'm there. So, you know, because I love to network with people. So mm-hmm. we're, going, we're going to various events at other black colleges, at other colleges. Um, we're also uh, attending uh, sometimes homecoming, of course. And most of the time it was, you know, smaller church events right there in the state of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm meeting and talking to people. But as I'm sitting there and I'm reading these books and I'm like, what they never taught you in history class. And I'm saying, excuse me? Because I consider myself to be very intelligent. And I thought I knew some things. And I was like, wow, okay. Mm. So I'm sitting there and I'm reading these books. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm like, this is crazy. And I felt like I needed to know something about the books. How am I supposed to sell the books if I didn't (laughs) even know uh, anything about the book? Or at least anything about the author of the book. So that's when, you know, learning about Dr. Ivan Van Sertema, uh, Dr. John Henry Clark, Chancellor Williams, of course, Maya Angelou, he had a lot of poetry, Nikki Giovanni, Intishaki Shange, all of that. Um, yeah, yeah, Intishaki Shange. And, you know, all, you know, all of, you know, Ida B. Wells' uh, journals and documentaries that she wrote, you know, in reference to the lynchings and things of that nature. So... I said I needed to learn so that I could sell. And, I mean, I was sell out. I mean, I was selling. So as I'm selling <laughs> and selling out and making money, I'm buying the, I'm buying the products. Because I'm like, I need this book, I need this book, I need this book. You know, and, oh, and then, of course, you know, I'm a Capricorn, so I'm going to class. Yes. And I'm, I'm spitting out knowledge. And, I'm sp- and, you know, my teachers were impressed. And, of course, you know, brothers and sisters, they were like, yo, TC, you know. And it's like, where you learn that? I said, I, you know, I do a lot of reading and I do a lot of, you know, da-da-da, what, what, what. And I, I became known. Mm. I was already in the band, but I became known as an academician, as a, a scholar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Get it. you know... <laughs> But and, and so of course anytime people wanted some things, uh, had people people in the city of Greensboro had uh, family reunions. I had my own family reunion in Greensboro. We would set up tables on and on and on, and books, 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 and more books, books galore. And then there was just one book, and it was about African cosmos, mm. African spirituality. And I was like, okay, here we go again. And that's when I learned about Yoruba. And I learned about the various, in, like the ancient Egyptian, ancient Kemet, um, the ancient Yoruba, the, uh, all of the different ancient traditions that are in Africa. Mm. And um, 
I was, I, I don't know what it was about ancient Kemet and Yoruba that really, that really stuck to me. And, um, I learned about the different Orishas and I'm like, Orishas, I'm like, is this like this, this thing about many gods and what, wait a minute, what is it? But then it, it, ex it explained itself. It was like, look, they're principalities, they're different Orishas, they're different entities that the Almighty Creator has designated authority mm -hmm. and rule over. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. I, I, I took it, I was like, no problem, I'm good with that. Mm -hmm. You know, wow. fast forward, Philadelphia, after, you know, undergrad came here for graduate school. And that's when, you know, I was just like, look, I need to, Temple University is where I started graduate school. And of course, we all know Temple University has the, had the PhD program mm -hmm. for African American mm -hmm. Studies, one of the best um, PhD programs uh, under Dr. Malefe Asante. Mm -hmm. And I found myself there in the African American Department more than I was supposed to be in my geography and urban studies department. And How about I didn't know this about you? <laughs> let's talk about and that. Let's talk about it. Later. Okay. <laughs> Later. No problem. But and, and flunked out. I'm okay. getting all the tea right now. All the tea. Thank you. And flunked out of graduate school. <laughs> in essence, I flunked out of graduate school. At Temple. Yeah. Wow. Um, but it was a nice flunking out. Okay. You know you know why? <laughs> okay. Because the lady who was the, the, the dean mm -hmm. of that department, she saw where my heart was. Mm. And she was like, I get it, Tasha. The, the tallest black, uh, white lady I've ever met in my life, I swear <laughs> to goodness. And, and but she was, you know what? She was cool. And she was like, this is what we're going to do. You're going to withdraw. Okay. And that's all. That's what we're going to do. That's where we're going. And, you know, she made it so that, you know, um, I think, you know, I think I had to come out of pocket a little bit of money, but I had a couple of uh, graduate assistantships that I was working with that I continued to work, and I was able to continue working for the entire year gotcha. still until I was able to figure out what I, what I was going to do mm -hmm. while trying to explain stuff to my mother. <laughs> And Ready. people and places and things, you know, gotcha. and how all that is. So okay. that's when, of course, I was like, oh, I'm free now, you know. So I'm hanging out, you know, uh, Jose Piamenta Bay. I was, you know, hanging out with all the brothers and sisters, Cecil Gray. Of, uh, I was Sonia Sanchez. I took a class with her. I was just, I was just going to people's classes. <laughs> you know, wow. my mother was like, you going to class? Yep, I am. I'm in, mm -hmm. I'm in Temple. Um, and then all of that kind of good stuff. So it, it was a wonderful experience uh, in terms of temple. And that's where I got a chance to really hone in on this religious thing. Mm -hmm. And not be, um, you know, not be upset or not be, you know, not question, you know, this, this, this multi-God, this mini-God thing. And, and just get to some understanding about who it was, what it was the Yoruba, Yoruba tradition really was all about. Gotcha. Got a chance to meet a lot of Africans. So you did talk a little bit about, like, the Orishas and everything. Where does Yoruba tradition even come from? It started in Yoruba, Yoruba, Nigeria. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So Yoruba, Nigeria is not only a culture, it is a city in, in Nigeria. 
Um, I learned that recently. <laughs> but it is a city in Nigeria nice. um, that has a rich, rich culture. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, a lot of the, the rivers, a lot of the mountains are named after the Orishas. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a holy city. It's considered a holy city. Gotcha. Um, and it's in Nigeria. Um, there's, there's a migration... There's a migration, however. Um, so Yoruba consists of many Orishas. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of folks know, especially here on this on these on this side of the pond, mm-hmm. a lot of people know. Mo- I guess you could say maybe seven to ten. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. seven to ten of them. But there are about four hundred and forty. Stop it! Yes. Wow. There are about four hundred and forty Orishas. Because then, then, then there are pantheons, and pan the pantheons are the 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 smaller versions or mm-hmm. the the helpers of the helpers for those orishas. So, mm-hmm. who are who are the most popular the most popular mm-hmm. orishas? If if I could say it that way, but the, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Sure, the most popular Orishas that the world knows mm-hmm. um, right. are, of course, um, Obatala. Mm. Obatala, he is known as wisdom. He is known in the masculine. He is he, he has a duality. He has a, a feminine energy also to him. But he is mo- mainly known as a masculine energy, uh, usually dressed in white, um, usually uh, symbolizing purity, symbolizing, um, um, I don't want to say knowledge, wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the children, he's the father of really special needs, special children, special uh-huh, okay. people. Okay. Um, a lot of times, people who have Obatala as their head are usually people who um, are therapists and they gravitate people, yeah, they're therapists, psychologists, mm. you know, doctors of some sort, and they gravitate people who are um, maybe schizophrenic, um, bipolar, you know, that have a lot of mental challenges. Wow, okay. Yeah. So, so that's that was Obatala. Obatala, and then we have Yemaya, mm. and she's of course she is blue and silver. Mm, I heard that when they what was that Love Jones? Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love Jones talks about it. Yeah, Love Jones. Say, baby, Yemaya. can I be your slave? <laughs> oh, I think it's inaugurated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and he's actually a legwa. So, uh, Lorenz oh, Tate. Tate. Lorenz Tate is a legwa. What? Yeah. All right, that's see. We got to go all the way into some other stuff. All right, so Yemaya, Yemaya, <laughs> and Yemaya is the she is the mother of the ocean, and mm-hmm. you know she is you know the mother of of all the Orishas, and she is also you know she's known, uh, she has various paths, and so you know oftentimes she's a she's a warrior, she's a warrior, mm-hmm. and um, you know you have to watch out because she's. When her children are upset, uh, they're very emotional and all that kind of good stuff. So, 
Uh, yeah, then of course you have uh, Oshun. And we all know Oshun as, you know, the very, very feminine, very, very feminine. Now, you have to understand, Oshun is the youngest Orisha. Really? She's the youngest. Okay. And actually to thought to be, not thought to be, she is known to be the most tumultuous when she gets mad. Mm. And she gets on her children very, very harshly. But when she's with you, she's with you, and she loves you, she loves you, it's, and can nobody get in between that. Mm. According to the legend, Mom uh, Oshun and Yemenyak can be sisters or daughter and mother. Oh, okay. Depending okay. on where you come from um, and all that kind of good stuff. Sometimes in Cuba, they will say that Yemenyak is the mother and mm-hmm. Oshun is the daughter. In Nigeria, they will say they're sisters. Oh, okay. So yeah. Oshun is... And she is the goddess or the Orisha of femininity. Ooh, okay. The, of love, of healing, mm-hmm. relationships, uh, money, prosperity. Mm-hmm. No doubt, sweetness. Mm. So whenever you want to like get good with somebody, you go talk to her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, then there's the other, the other guy. His name is Shango. Everybody knows Shango. He's a warrior. He is masculine. There is no absolutely, no question. There's no question about Oshun. She is feminine, period. Oh, and Shango is masculine, period. There is no duality with them two. Okay. Um, they, they are who they are, and that's it. Um, and of course, his colors are red and white. Let me say, Mommy Oshun, her colors are gold and teal green. Um, Shango is red and white. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's known to be black, 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 and beautiful, mm. and a warrior, and red eyes. Wow. And he is not playing. And when he comes, <laughs> and yeah, when he wow. comes, it's, it's, it's serious serious business no doubt no doubt um and of course you have oya oya is also she's the orisha of the cemetery Ah. orisha of the cemetery okay shango is the orisha of the thunder and lightning mommy oshun is the orisha of the river Mm -hmm. yamaya the orisha of the ocean Mm. Okay, and so you have Oya, who's the Orisha of the cemetery. So she's the one that guards the the ancestors. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And so oftentimes you see you see in these shows, you know, sometimes in cartoons or whatever you want to call it, you'll see Oya, mm. you'll see them, you know, talk when when they when they're dealing with cemeteries and the and the gatekeeper, the one that's opening the. the that's really her. They usually put it in the male and the masculine, but it's really Oya. Oya is the one that's the gatekeeper. Wow. Period. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a lot, and that's definitely an education for me. Yeah. Because there's some things I've been studying, but okay, I clearly have much more to go, and I knew that. Okay. I knew that. But thank you for that. <laughs> Overview. And one oh, last, one, more? one last. Oh, okay. And this is the one that had to. I leave, I leave him last because he is very the most significant. Uh, and that's uh, Papa Elegua. Elegua uh, is the. He's the child. So, 
he's the child and he is the one that they all go through. If you want to get to any of the Orishas, you must go through Elegwa. Must. Mm -hmm. You yeah. have to ask for his permission. He's the one, he's the one that opens the roads. People throw out the pennies. He's the roads, right? He throw out the pennies. Ah. He's the road opener. Okay. He, he's the one at the intersection. Mm-hmm. I understand. Okay. He's the one at the intersection. So you have to make sure that you go through him in order uh, to get to the other Orishas. Um, the only person that you won't have to you do that is like you wouldn't have to use him to go get to Obatala. Yeah, wouldn't have to. Not him, not Obatala. Gotcha. And then there was Ogun. Ogun is a warrior. He's a warrior. He is in the forest. He's in charge of all the trees and all that kind of good stuff. He's also an alchemist. He's a healer. Um, and mm. he's he's all that. Okay. Yeah. So. Thank you. You're welcome. That was, thank you. I'm going to have to listen to this again myself. Um, so tell me when you knew God was real. Because mm -hmm. I know we talked about, you know, how you were exposed to the Yoruba tradition. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't even get into how you, like your spirituality now and all that. Mm -hmm. But, like, wh what was the experience you had that let you know, wow, this is like, this is real. This is serious business. This is serious. Um, so I met, I have a godmother, her name is Candy. I have a padrino, uh, he's from Cuba. And I have a madrina, and she's from Puerto Rico. And, uh, those three are very interesting, thank God <laughs> for them. Um, and they open a lot of doors in terms of my cleansing, and, and learning how to meditate, and, and get into myself. Mm -hmm. Focus. And once I started doing that, then they would take me to their various ceremonies and rituals, and I got exposed to the other stuff. Okay. And so one of the rituals is, of course, to go to the river and to, you know, um, give offering to Oshun. And here in the city of Philadelphia, the city, probably the only city that, that has this as big uh, a deal about Oshun is Odunde. Ah, okay. And, uh, that's what they do. They go to the river right. and they make offering to Oshun. Wow. And, okay. And you'll see, and, and the city of Philadelphia never says, oh, you're littering and this, that. No, they never say that. As a matter of fact, you never hear any problems with them <laughs> talking because they know better. Okay. Okay. Even other people around that have issues with the parking and all that kind of stuff, you'll never hear them say anything about the littering and the offerings because they understand. Okay. Interestingly enough, people do understand. That is interesting. Yes. You've okay. never heard any controversy. I no. Mm -mm. Okay. And so you can do offerings all the time. You can go to the rivers all the time, the Delaware River, of course, and because that's where she lives. And that's where a lot of our ancestors came in from. Mm, uh, and the so, rivers. Yeah, the rivers. Because, of course, that's the water. Right. And so we, I went to the river and um, with my godmother and some friends. We had a wonderful, wonderful time. We're sitting there like 5 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, my godmother, you know, she's taking this. She's, 
the maracas, and she's just shaking it, and she's just singing, and you know we are we're our offerings were of course oranges, cinnamon, um, we uh, honey of course, mm. um, we were we were giving everything, candy, all that because she loves chocolate, mirrors. Because mommy Oshun loves to look at herself. She loves to adorn <laughs> herself. She's always in the mirror, okay? And uh, lipstick, the whole nine yards. Very feminine. Anything feminine is her. And, um, you know, so, you know, we're, we're sitting on the rocks and the water is splashing. And, like, the water when we got there was really still, you know? And so, you know, as we, you know, we playing the drums, doing the maracos and all that good stuff. And... And then, you know, I'm sitting there with a girlfriend of mine, and everybody else is, you know, doing their thing and whatnot. And my godmother's singing her heart out in Spanish. I don't know what she was singing, but she was singing mm-hmm. her heart out. And I just know, Mommy Oshun, Mommy Oshun, Mommy Oshun. She just kept saying it. And the water just kept, and we were like, woo, woo, you know. And so, so my friend and I, we kind of got close because we were like, this water is getting kind of rough, you know. It's starting to get a little alive. And then all of a sudden, I saw this silhouette in the water. And, and it was a black, 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 black skin face and very curvy-ish, but with a with a with a with a fish or like a mermaid like a like a fish a tail at the mm-hmm. end no feet no feet it was ta- a tail at the end a fish tail but i saw the rest of her and i was like her hair was gold and everything and and my girlfriend saw the same thing and i was like you've got to be kidding me and we and we and we saw her and she came up closer no she did. She came up closer, and I was like, okay, all right, okay. And so when I talked to other Yoruba priests and priestesses, and when I talked to the Baba Laos and other godmothers and godfathers, they often say that very seldom do the Orishas reveal themselves mm. to you. And there was a reason why she revealed herself to you. Now, you, you may not know or find out in 10 years, in 20 years, and maybe in 30 years you'll find out. But they never reveal themselves. But there's a reason why she did. Maybe it was because of this. Maybe it was. <laughs> she knew I was going to ask. <laughs> right. She said, one day you're going to be talking to a young lady and you need to tell my story. Yeah. You know? And so... How wild would that be, though? <laughs> like, I, I knew this was going to happen. Listen, that I'm is not, wow. It was. I didn't, it wasn't just myself. It was, it was uh, my girlfriend. And to this day, when we see each other, is it is something that she and I experienced. Yeah. It's a bond. It is a bond forever. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what did that do for you, like, going forward? Like, after an experience like that, like, what, what is life like? What is spirituality like after that? Nothing <clears throat> is surprising. Nothing, mm. it, nothing is surprising. 
everything is 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 beautiful. My and I'm just so grateful and appreciative and honored that she chose me mm-hmm. to reveal herself to. Like yeah. What else? Therefore, <clears throat> I have to do the work. You're on assignment. I'm on assignment. Mm. I'm not here for this this physical plane. I'm here for the astral. I'm here for a bigger, much, much bigger picture. And it's not uh it's not easy because it's not always popular. It's not always um uh you know where you're always with the people you want to be with, but at the end of the day, it really works out. It really works itself out, you know, because they watch out for me all the time. Mm. Amazing. Like what happened? Like I gotta know. <laughs> Tell me some stuff. Tell um, just things that happen. Things that you notice. Yeah, just things that ha- like wor- like work. Mm-hmm. You know, when things are not working out at one particular place, I'll meet up with someone. I have never, let me just say this, as far as work is concerned, I've never had an interview. I've never gone through an interview process. I can believe that. <laughs> I can actually believe that. I went through, I guess you could say, a semi, semi-interview process. With um, John White Jr. Mm. Um, when I worked at the consortium, uh, he gave me a closed door interview because uh, he wanted he needed me to know some things, mm-hmm. and then he just and then he opened the door so that you know people other people who were listening you know who were outside the door that they could hear that he was doing you know giving me this this interview if you will. Okay. Um, Michelle interviewed me. But it was already known that I was coming on board. You know, she just wanted to meet me. She just wanted to know that I had a car that I could, you know, she just wanted to know that I was responsible. So, I mean, but like an interview process that people go through, I have never gone through an interview process, ever. Mm. And and I just say that's because I'm on assignment. I'm not supposed to have, I don't, it's, I don't, I'm not regular. And therefore, I don't go through regular things that regular people go through. Hmm. And you feel like that? Well, not feel like, but you know that that is a, a byproduct of definitely mm-hmm. ancestors and Orishas working together, working together on mm-hmm. your behalf. Mm-hmm. That's all of my spirit guides, they are all like, okay, we need you to transition now, and <laughs> we're getting ready to knock everybody out the way because this has to happen because we have some other things that have to happen. For this many people, so it's 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 already um, it's already planned out. It's already written. Wow. You know we're we're kind of just like going through casting roles. You know. Hmm. Dang. Okay. Well, I appreciate all of this information. Um, you know, you. I've been sitting here thinking to myself, like, how do you wrap this up? Because they say podcasts should only be like 20 to 30 minutes. 
And I don't know how long we've been talking. I don't. But we could go on further. We have. Really? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sometimes we're talking for like two, three hours. That's what girls do, though. That's what we do. Friends do that. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but the conversations that we have are mm-hmm. very interesting, to say the least. So, I guess in closing, if you had any thing that you wanted to impart, especially if people are, they've listened to this, they've heard what you had to say about your spiritual experience, like what would you want, is there anything else you would want them to know if they are questioning, they're thinking about, you know, is God, and God is, God could be Allah, it could be, Mm -hmm. you know, people are Buddhist, folks that are Jewish, Jehovah's Witness, <laughs> you know, everybody, Yahweh is another name that we call God, um, or the universe, right. <laughs> some people right. just believe in energy, you know, but they still believe there's a higher Absolutely. something, right, mm-hmm. but if someone was questioning all of that and just trying to figure it out, you know, are there any things that you would say to them? I would say this, everyone comes to this plane with a purpose. Mm -hmm. And we are ushered into this world with with seven spirit guides. So you have angels and you have your warriors. Your warriors are fighting battles for you. Your angels are assisting you and, and walking you through and, and taking you to meet people. Sometimes you're like, why am I late today? Mm. <laughs> Been there. And, and like, <laughs> I'm like, and, and then you get to where you need to get to and you're like, wow, if I had I not had I been on time, I would have missed this person. Or you know, or something of that nature. And so we have spirit guides that are with us to help us fulfill our purposes. Hmm. They are here to worship you. We are not to worship them. We are only, only to always pay homage to the Most High. Always. And so, I would just say, get in tune, get in touch with yourself and your spirit guides so that you can fulfill your God-given purpose. And that's a wrap. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for sharing with me and, of course, with the people who listen. Um, this is great. This is wonderful. I totally enjoyed this, and I have a feeling that you'll be back because we. Anytime. I got to get some more tea. Got some more tea, baby. <laughs> you know, I you know I got you know got some other stuff. You know, you know all that kind of good stuff. I have some books. Ooh. Oh, boy. Ooh. Okay. So what Ooh. I'll do is this. I'm going to conclude um, this chapter, chapter two <laughs> of Ordinary People, Extraordinary God. But what I can do mm. is if you have a book list, what I could do is post it somewhere on the website okay. where the po- the podcast is housed okay. um, if people want to learn a little bit more. Absolutely. So I will do that and um, that's it. So thank you so much everyone for 
tuning in to the second installment, chapter two of Ordinary People, Extraordinary God. I hope you enjoyed our time today with Miss Atasha and um, me, Janelle LaRue, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Have an amazing, amazing day and live on purpose. Life and love.